Hello and welcome back to Ugly the Podcast as hosted by me, Tails Wills or Tails or Tilly Wilson, whatever you want to call me. But on today's episode, I wanted to dedicate it to Formula One Academy because I've, as you know, done an episode regarding women in motorsport and women in sport in general. However, I've had some questions and some requests from people on my TikTok and Instagram when I've spoken about Formula One. They were kind of like, oh, I want to know more. I don't know much about it. Could you do an episode about Formula One? Yes, I can. And I am now dedicating this episode to Formula One Academy, what it is, more about it, the W Series, people such as Susie Wolf, or more incredible women in the sport. So let's get into it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. First of all, I wanted to start off by saying I really enjoy how whenever I make an episode slightly related to Formula One, I always tell you guys to listen to a specific Taylor Swift song. It's not related, but it is related. Last time I told you guys to listen to The Man by Taylor Swift, which you can listen to this time. However, I would strongly suggest that you listen to Karma because I, it's just, you'll understand, you'll understand. My background with motorsports or not Formula One, but kind of Formula One is the fact that my brother, he used to do karting for about a decade. So I remember when I was younger, going to the races every weekend um watching obviously all the cars go around at the time I didn't have much interest but it's very interesting because I remember watching some female drivers on the grid in karting that are now in the on the grid for Formula One Academy such as Abby Pulling which I think is absolutely incredible and at the time there was only like a handful of female drivers if not only like one or two but more so to the fact now there are so many more opportunities than there was and you're probably wondering what the hell is Formula One Academy if you don't already know. Formula One Academy is single-seater series but it's got 15 drivers and it's inaugural, inaugural? I think that's the word, season was this year and you're probably thinking like why is there a series just dedicated to women, why are they not mixed in between? It's a very long discussion to have, but previously known as the W Series, which it wasn't replaced. It wasn't like it used to be W Series and then it was renamed. The W Series was from 2019 to 2022, which was the same kind of thing. It was a women dedicated kind of motorsport series. It only had three races, but it got dropped in 2022 because of financial reasons. And then in 2023 was obviously the launch of Formula One Academy, which is amazing. The cars are the same as Formula 4. Um, the teams dedicate three drivers to the grid, um, but it's teams from Formula 2 and Formula 3, so they're not directly the Formula 1 kind of Ferrari, Mercedes, anything like that. But moving forward, it was recently announced that Formula 1 teams, all 10 of the teams, would nominate one driver to represent their liveries and their cars in 2024, which is absolutely amazing. That doesn't dispute the fact that there are still going to be the other five teams on the grid. It's just going to be that there's going to be 10 dedicated drivers with F1 teams and then five drivers supporting or well, representing the teams that are currently on the grid this year for F1 Academy. 
Now you're probably thinking, wow, I would love to watch this. You actually can't. But that is only for this year. So a lot of people have been throwing so much hate at F1 Academy, being like, oh, well, if I if you want me to be passionate about it, let me watch it. The reason why it hasn't been televised, and this was in an interview with Chloe Grant, one of the racers, is because they want to put as much funding and all of the budget into the drivers, the cars, the teams, you know, inspiring more success for the car and developing everything they can rather than televising it this year. However, next year, it's been announced that Formula One Academy is going to follow the same timeline and the same schedule as Formula One and the other series supporting that. So it will be televised next year and it will be broadcasted. Now, who knows if I'm going to be presenting that? I mean, we can hope. We can be very, very hopeful. But that will be so exciting. And there's been so much hate thrown at Formula One Academy that I actually want to read out a few of the comments because a lot of people are like, why are you getting so angry? You get so passionate about it, whatever. But it's because... This series is so incredibly inspiring for women across the globe, anyone, whether you're in motorsports or not, it is inspiring and it's exciting to finally see something being done about this. Now, I understand and I recognise why it's not being broadcasted and it is because of financial costs and wanting to put the money into the car and the drivers and development for this year. But we can just wait for next year and I guarantee you it will be so successful. Now that I've briefly introduced you to Formula One Academy, you might be thinking, or might not, I don't know, can't read your mind. You might be thinking, okay, why are there no women or female drivers in Formula One or Formula Two, Formula Three, Formula Four, Formula E, all of the series? There is no black and white answer, unfortunately, to that. Obviously, we don't know whether it's because the people in charge are like, no, we only want male drivers. The kind of the sexist approach to this, we don't know fully. But we can make an inference on this by the woman that comes into mind, the female driver that really sparks to me when I think about women in motorsport is Susie Wolfe. Susie Wolfe is the managing director of Formula One Academy, which I think is absolutely brilliant. Like it could not have been placed in better hands. Um, If you don't know Susie Wolfe's motorsport background, she was essentially a single-seater driver, and she was therefore appointed as the test driver for Williams. And this was in the time when Felipe Massa was driving for Williams. She was, can we just remember, test driver, not reserve driver, which apparently was very important for the Williams team then. So what happened one weekend was after, obviously, Susie Wolf, she's been testing the car, she's been driving it, she knows it in and out, whatever. One of the Williams drivers had fallen ill and therefore could not race that weekend. Now you'd think, okay, they don't have a specific person to put in this car. So why not put the test driver, Susie Wolf? She knows the car inside and out. She's brilliantly talented. She has exceptional experience being in the car in general and just in motorsport. But no, they chose not to put Susie in the car. And their reason being was because she was a test driver and not a reserve driver. The question that I ask when I think about this is if Susie Wolf were a man, would she have been put in that car that day? I'm not going to say yes or no, but I can make an inference that it would have been yes. I don't know. I have the belief that if a team couldn't run one car because a driver was ill, of course they're going to take every single opportunity they can to race that car and give that car and the team every chance of getting more points or just a top 10, top 5, top 3 position. You know, it's brilliant to race a car and get a possibility of getting more points. Especially at the time, I don't think Williams had many points. They weren't like exactly winning, but 
no, Susie Wolf wasn't put in the car regardless of her exceptional talent and, you know, how good she was in the car. But that's just the background of women in motorsport. There have been female F1 drivers, but this was years and years ago. Now that I've spoke you through Formula One Academy and everything like that, I want to speak about the backlash that it's also received or just women in motorsport backlash in general. Now, there's been comments from team principals, from the very top drivers to any kind of male in motorsport that I am not going to name directly that have been openly sexist towards women and especially women in cars. There's obviously been a team principal that has said essentially that girls only enjoy motorsport and thanks to Drive to Survive because of the good looking guys. I know, I know, just soak that in. Second of all, there's been a very top driver that has said that it would be awful if his teammate were a female driver relating to, he was directly talking about Susie Wolf. He said they should stay in the kitchen and they'd be better off in there. Again, let that sink in. Of course, again, think about when Susie Wolf wasn't allowed in that Williams car because she was a test driver, not a reserve driver. But it's obviously very damaging, not only for young girls that admire the sport, but also young girls, say, in the W Series or that do karting that are listening to this and thinking, okay, maybe I will never make it because apparently that is not my place and I should not be in that car. But with the Formula One Academy, I think it is so inspiring that not only this year, it has been linked to obviously Formula One, it's on the Formula One page, it's, you know, publicised on Instagram, social media, by the drivers themselves, supported by two of the actual F1 teams, such as Abby Pulling in the Alpine, but also the fact that next year there's going to be official F1 liveries on the grid. That just brings us one step closer to, you know, it actually being a mixed sport where women will be seen on the Formula One grid because they will. And I know there's been a lot of backlash of people, you know, on Twitter and stuff like that saying, oh, like they shouldn't be in the car. They're just clearly not good enough. They're not physically built for this. And there's also been a Formula One presenter and broadcaster recently who is a woman who has been obviously openly speaking about like she doesn't think it's that exciting or she just doesn't think women are good enough for that sport, which was very disappointing because, as I said, it was on the juniors broadcast and also she was a woman in motorsport herself. But there's always going to be people that don't like change, that don't like the fact that there will be women in Formula One one day. And I probably guarantee that it's going to be Abby Pulling. Now, to understand why a few people may get a little bit passionate about Formula One Academy, and I want to read to you a few of the comments that have actually been directed towards Formula One Academy about the women involved. Now, this is from people on social media, and may I disclose by saying that none of these phrases, words, or anything they have to say define the women in the cars or the women to do with the sport. But let's just get on to it, because you know what I mean? I just want to explain to you that these people feel as if they are being forced to watch or listen to this. Women can't even drive in civilian traffic. Don't be ridiculous, women can't drive. Yet they want to put women in F1 cars, it's going to be a blast. Woman at the wheel, constant danger. Their place is in the kitchen. They can't have the same reflexes as men, get ready to see more accidents in 10 years in F1. That's if there will be engines until then. Women, we want men. This won't last. If they can race with the big boys, let them. No breaks, no extra help. Treat them the same. If they can win, keep them. If they lose, shit can them. Don't know what that means there, babe. 
Okay, last one. How to succeed in this world. Be a woman. You'll get any shortcut guaranteed. Ah, that was lovely. Aside from just Formula One Academy, they've also launched something called Formula One Academy Discover Your Drive, which is a global initiative to essentially find new female drivers from karting. So there's so many opportunities and it's absolutely incredible that 45,000 young girls visit team sport venues every year, but only a small percentage ever progress to, you know, competing with like cadets and stuff like that and young race academies. But the disparity doesn't really mean anything in the sense that they will never get there. You know, these are just statistics and it's just kind of slowly coming to light how talented these young women are. And I think this talent identification is so important in Formula One Academy, especially because as I said, I remember watching Abby Pulling when I was younger. I was she like raced alongside my brother and even my dad, I spoke to him about it the other week and he was saying, he was like, oh, you've got to get Uh, Formula One Academy driver on your podcast you've got to try and get Abby Pulling first and foremost and he said I'm going to be honest Abby Pulling was the best driver on the grid at the time when she was racing I mean and he was even saying that about my brother I mean sorry to my brother but my dad was literally like she was the greatest driver on the grid and she will be the first one in Formula One and all these opportunities are absolutely obviously amazing because never in years and years has there been this opening for women to actually progress from karting to formula three formula two and eventually formula one because as much as people on twitter hate to see it and hate to hear it there will be women in formula three formula two formula one and they will probably win people are kind of predicting that it's going to be a few years two three years to see a woman on the Formula 3 grid to be specific. However, I believe that next year, if things are televised and these, you know, very talented women are put in these liveries and given more opportunities, they could make it to Formula 3 in the next year or two, by 2025, even Formula 2. These women have all the talent to get there, but now it's about the fact that they've been given this opportunity. So it's almost like, hang on a minute, step back, look at this and let me in. I'm so bloody passionate about Formula One in general, but it's only been in the last couple months. I mean, towards the start of the inaugural year for Formula One Academy that I've really been like, hang on a minute, I am very passionate about this. I mean, I remember watching the W Series results. I could Google them afterwards because my dad would tell me about it at the same time when my brother was karting. And obviously when my dad used to talk about the girls that used to race alongside my brother, So I am very passionate about this. I mean, it would obviously be a dream of mine to be able to present at some point at Formula One Academy or just Formula One in general. But to see these girls on the grid next year racing alongside the same weekends as Formula One is going to be incredible. I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode as it relates to Formula One again. Um, There's going to be more episodes like this. I'm really passionate about Formula One and I want to give it more recognition, especially Formula One Academy, as much as I can. Um, But yeah, if you ever want any more Formula One related episodes or motorsport or feminism episodes, let me know. Let me know if you want to see anyone specific on this podcast, anyone from Formula One Academy or a driver that you particularly want me to interview. Let me know. But I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Mwah.